0: Hello and welcome to Situation Positive, a positive community for those affected by chronic conditions. I'm your host, Matt Cavallo, and I'd love to welcome my co-host, Tara Tangy. Hey, Tara.
1: Hey, Matt. Thank you. Tonight, we're here with LaMondre Pugh, and we are going to do a special interview with him. LaMondre, how are you tonight?
2: I am fantastic and excited to be here, and thank you all for having me.
1: Awesome. Well, good to hear. Um, can you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, kind of, you know, where you're from, about your diagnosis, and just a little brief overview about your story?
2: Absolutely. Well, um, as I said, my name is Lamandre Pugh, and I have spinal muscular atrophy. And spinal muscular atrophy, for those of you who don't know, is a progressive neurological disorder. Um, in a nutshell, my body does not produce a specific... Uh, element that's needed to build healthy muscle. It's actually, uh, you have two um, genes in your body, SMN1 and SMN2. Uh, Well, my body doesn't produce SMN1, and that's important because that's how healthy muscle uh, is built. And as a result, I'm a full-time wheelchair user, and I need assistance with bathing, feeding, Um, toileting, basically everything that you need to do in life to live a full and healthy life, I need assistance with. Um, And and I was diagnosed at 18 months old. Uh, My single teenage mom was told uh, at the time of my diagnosis that I would not live to be five years old. And if I lived beyond that, uh, that I would be, in their words, a complete vegetable uh, and absolutely dead by the time i was uh by the time i was 10. and uh, the advice given to my single teenage mom at the time was to put me away and just go on with her life and her response or her reply was well, i can't do that what else can i do they said what have you been doing she said loving him and they said well you take him home and that's what you do you continue to love them now obviously i am way older than five years old, and I often say that either I am the biggest four-year-old you have ever seen in your life, or somebody was wrong. And I thank God that somebody was wrong in in that regard. Um, I am the CEO of an organization called Billion Strong, and what we are is we are a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to the empowerment and inclusion of people with disabilities from a global perspective. And uh, living life and loving it, that's about it. And I'm so, so thrilled uh, to be a part of this platform.
0: So um, you, just, you just mentioned Billion Strong.
2: Where can people go to find out more about that? Absolutely. Well, we are just starting the organization, but you can certainly go to our webpage, which is www.billion-strong.org. That's wwwbillion strong
0: and I remember, you know, some of the things you do, um, you know, Lamandre is a, uh, he's a wonderful public and motivational speaker, and he's a very strong uh, advocate for, uh, you know, not only chronic illness, but for other things. Uh, didn't you just recently um, help, help, you uh, educate your local government towards the COVID vaccines?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. As I said, I live in the state of South Carolina and with the vaccination rollouts, people with disabilities were not high in the priority list. Uh, In fact, we weren't going to be getting uh, our vaccinations until later on uh, in the grouping, which was horrible because people who were coming to service us, people who were coming to care for us, We're up front. We're very first in line to get the vaccination. And it just didn't make sense to me that the people coming into my home to care for me could get the vaccine. And I couldn't, because during this whole COVID pandemic, I was exposed to COVID twice. And each time it was because of people coming into my home to care for me that brought it into my home. Now, thank God I was never positive with it, but that's where the exposure came from. So it would only serve to me to make sense that if the person coming into my home can get the vaccination, shouldn't I also be able to get the vaccination in order to protect me against that? Well, uh, we did an interview and I was asked about that situation, asked about the COVID situation. And I simply told my story and I simply told the perspective of why I believed it was important that we as a community uh, be considered higher in the priority list of those Receiving the vaccination, and a week later, the governor changed his mind, and he opened up the roles for people with disabilities. And uh, so that was a that was a, a wonderful testament to the power of a community coming together, speaking with one, one voice, and making a difference.
0: It's also a testament to the power of your personal story. I mean, you're you've lived such an amazing life, and the spinal muscular atrophy. Don't, don't a lot of people living with that condition have lung problems, so wouldn't COVID be an especially big problem for that community?
2: Absolutely and, and, and the issue really is the ability to move air, the ability to to, to cough effectively, the ability to move to move our fluids um, through your lungs. And you know because of the diminished capacity um, of my diaphragm, it could it, it really could have had terrible. Uh, implications in terms of in terms of getting affected with COVID, so the outcomes would have could have been very grave uh, for me. So it, it was it was a real um, it was a real concern. It was a real issue, not only for people with spinal muscular atrophy, but for many people um, living with 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 some form of disability or or some form of chronic illness. And it was just important for me that our voices were heard in a strong and clear way. Uh, and I'm just thankful that I was a part of a community that really rallied behind each other and made a change.
0: Yeah, it it, it is amazing. And every time I talk to you, I I, I get so amazed by um, your perseverance and your spirit and and everything that you you've been able to accomplish in life. And you know, I, I should tell the audience we had a we always have a little bit of a pre-show where we just talk a little bit and. Um, You know, situation positives all about being positive with chronic illness and uh, spinal muscular atrophy is not a chronic illness.
2: Yeah, I, I don't view it as a chronic illness. I know that many people may characterize it that way, but I don't view it that way. I am a person with a disability and I am proud of the fact it is a part of who I am. It is not the defining point, but it's certainly a defining point of who I am now granted my body does not work in the typical way that other people's bodies work but that does not mean I'm sick if I catch a cold I'm sick if I catch the flu I'm sick but me just being the way that I am I am not sick I am whole and complete now that doesn't mean that my life is not sometimes complicated because of this diversity that I represent but by and large, it is not a deficit. It is not, as some people in society has claimed, disability to be a curse. And I'm certainly not sick.
1: I think that's a really great like outlook on it. Are there any other kind of misconceptions that people have with that?
2: Oh, absolutely. There there are tons of of misconceptions about that. Um and and, and this is This is something that 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 I think is important, you know, so often when we think of disability, we don't really think about the prevalence of disability in our society. In fact, it is said, and this is according to the the World Health Organization, that there are over a billion people on this planet with some form of disability. Now, think about it. there's only seven billion people on the entire planet. So from a global stage, that's one and seven. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment because even that is considered extremely conservative. When we break it down to the US, it's one in four people in the US that have disabilities. So, what does that mean? That means that nine times out of 10, either you are a person with a disability or you know someone with a disability. And actually, when you think about it, disability is the only minority group that anyone can join at any time. And it is the largest minority group on the planet. And so often I say through illness, accident, or simply just keep on living, you will probably experience some form of disability. Now, having said that, the misconception is this, is that it's a siloed specialized group. Well, just from the statistics that I just shared with you, you realize that we are not so siloed we are not so we are not so put off in a corner even though by society standards many times we are and this is one of the reasons that we created billion strong to be able to identify as a group as a collective as 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 a strong force representing people with disabilities because the truth be told, when you think of disability, you, you rarely ever think of strength, unless you think of strength in a sense of, oh, they're so inspirational, you know, but no, I'm talking about real strength, I'm talking about economic strength, I'm talking about strength in terms of skill set, I'm talking about strength in terms of being able to make the world a better place. And that's what this is about. So I think a lot of times the misconception is that we're a small minority and that our issues are very very small in comparison to mainstream society whatever that is and also that we don't contribute that we don't have anything to offer, which both of those could be couldn't be further from the truth. I think it's funny that
0: uh you were talking about it being a club uh because honestly, it's been the favorite club that I've ever been in. I mean, <laughs> I've met so many wonderful people living with a disability and and uh, like yourself. I mean, I I, I feel closer to, um, you know, all all of that club than I do to, you know, any of the ones I was a part of growing up. So, you know,
2: yeah, well, we're a pretty inclusive club, man. You know, disability knows no socioeconomic status. It knows no gender. It knows no geography. It knows none of those things because anyone can join the club of people with disabilities at any time. And that's,
0: that's why we got to stick together too. You know, there, there is strength in numbers and you know, the, the change you make at local government and, and, and just staying active and, getting your voice out there, you really make a difference in so many lives. Um,
2: Appreciate that.
0: I wanted to talk a little bit, I wanted to go back to what, uh, it always always bothers me what the doctor said to your mom, you know, and and I'm I'm so thankful that you're still here today uh, and that, they have, you know, a great quality of life. I mean, it, you are looking really, really, I didn't know four-year-olds
2: could have a beard. Hey, know? man. Hey, man. You know, it's, 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 it's something in the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are there any, um, are there any... Um, treatments that are available for spinal muscular atrophy? Is, is there anything like that? Or, or? Absolutely. You...
2: Absolutely. It, it, you know, it, this, this is an amazing time to be alive. And to be honest with you, I did not realize that I would, I would be able to experience uh, what's going on now in the world of, of treatment for spinal muscular atrophy. There are a number of, or a couple of, of really effective treatments that are out there. And one of the treatments is called Everest or Rizdaplam uh, in in terms of its uh, actual name, Uh, but what it is, it's a daily oral solution that you take. And what it does is I told you, spinal muscular atrophy, uh, with spinal muscular atrophy, my body does not produce SMN1, but you have two copies; you have SMN1 and SMN2. And what Rizlofam does, or what Everesty does, is it increases the production of of uh, SMN2 uh, in the body. Now. The goal of it, the goal behind it, is to stop the progression of spinal muscular atrophy. But here's the beautiful thing, man. I have actually noticed some return uh, in my own personal experience. Uh, I have more energy. Um, I'm stronger, my voice is stronger. I've been able to do things with my hands that I have not done in years. My neck is stronger. I have more stamina. So, man, I I, I mean, understand something. All of these things just came about within the last couple of years. Honestly, when I turned 40, I honestly didn't think that that I would be seeing these kinds of advances in my lifetime. I had no clue about it. Uh, But I have a little cousin. Her name is Ariana. Ariana is 11. She'll be 12 tomorrow, actually. Um, But Ariana um, started a treatment, and I saw how she was benefiting from it. And so I started looking to see what kinds of things were available for adults. And honestly, I didn't see very much about it, except some other treatments that, that, that were available, but they were a bit invasive. They were a bit invasive. And so I started doing research and found out uh, about Everest And honestly, when I saw that, when I saw what Everest could mean for my life, it really changed the trajectory of how I saw my future being. And, uh, I'm so thankful, man. I'm so thankful and so thrilled to be alive right now.
1: That's really awesome. And you're also answering my next question. It sounds like you you might have had to give advice for this before, but like any of our viewers who might have um, like a child that has um, spinal muscular atrophy, like what would you tell them? Like what advice, something like maybe you wish your parents might have known?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, you're not alone. Um, That is something that I know when, when when families get the diagnosis of spinal muscular atrophy, and usually it's very grim. Usually the outlook is very grim. First of all, I want them to know that they're not alone. Secondly, I want them to know that their child is not broken, that their child is not less than, that their child is not, is not some oddity out there to be gawked at or to be pitied, but their child is still a person. Their child is still a human being that has a soul, that has value, that has something to offer if given the opportunity. And I also want them to believe that the future is still very bright. It may not have been what you thought that it would be, but it's still an amazing journey. And sometimes knowing, sometimes knowing makes the journey boring. It makes it predictable. And the truth is this fantastic journey voyages nowhere near that in reality, you know, but then the other thing that I would want them to know is that there are treatment options out there. There are treatment options out there. And instead of the end of the world, this is just the beginning of a new reality.
1: Your attitude about this is amazing. How do you how do you take like all the hardships and like things that might be really negative about your situation and your um, disability? Like, how do you take that and turn it around to be positive? And how do you have like such a great attitude about it?
2: Well, first of all, I consider what the alternative is. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's not my disposition. Um, you know, the alternative is to be sad and to mope and to, and to all of those kinds of things. Now, I don't get me wrong, I experienced the full breadth of emotions. You know, it, it, this is not like, this is not like every moment of my life is sunshine and roses. Um, but it is the fact that as a, healthy, uh, as a healthy adult, the truth is, sometimes you simply have to deal with things. Sometimes bad things happen and we have to adjust and deal with them. Sometimes I feel sad and we have to adjust and deal with that. But the truth is, I also understand that I have a circle of support, that I have resources that I can pull from that will help me get through whatever it is that I'm going through. And I am also a resource for others to get through that. And that helps me mentally. So it, it's not that I am a it's not that I am a part of the toxic tox the, the toxically positive brigade. Because I'm not that. My, my life is, has a full range of emotions, has a full range of situations and circumstances, but it's about being able to deal with those things in a healthy manner and in a manner that allows me to, to, to go through life in a way that I'm happy, in a way that I can deal, you know?
0: Now, I don't know if you captured that magic in a bottle or not, but there was just one little glitch at the beginning. Did you catch that, Tara, or no?
1: A little bit, but I think with, if he sends me the audio file, it should be, it might just be like a little glitch in the video, but if I have the audio file, I think it'll be okay.
0: Because we, I don't know if you want to ask that question again, just to be safe, or?
1: We can since we're here.
0: What do you think, Lamondre?
2: Yeah, we can actually. That's fine.
0: Because you, I love that you froze on my screen. You froze for just like one second, and you were you were just dropping knowledge. I'm like, no,
2: don't freeze. Yeah, what's funny is you may get a completely different answer, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll we'll keep them both. I mean, you you just you're so awesome at at these. I mean, I I think we need to do one a month with you. Just <laughs> see where you're at and what you're doing so
2: appreciate it
1: all right so we'll jump back in then um so your your attitude about everything you're going through is actually really amazing um how do you take all those like hardships and negativities from what you're going through and how do you turn them positive and have such a great outlook
2: yeah well you know first of all the thing is to experience it all to don't deny yourself the realities of your emotions because you know so often we live in a world where we're told just be positive or just get over it and the truth is in real life all of us deal with things all of us go through something so why should i just get over why should i just be positive but the truth is in order to be healthy i need to deal with the full range of my emotions now having said that the alternative to, to 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 what i just said is that in that i cannot lie in those things i cannot dwell and hang out in that area of of doom and gloom but the truth is i have resources that i can reach out to 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 nurture myself and, and and to build myself up but then i'm also a resource for other people as well because that also helps me mentally deal with whatever it is that i'm facing so the first thing that i would be that, that i would say is number 1 live it feel it deal with it go through it But then on the other side, now get up, dust yourself off and keep moving. You know, we cannot be a slave to 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 thinking that we have to put on a happy face for everyone else. The truth is, this is about finding health and finding balance in our own lives, because I can't be anything to the world. If I'm loathing my own situation, if I'm wallowing in my own stuff, so I got to deal with it. And then I can show up in the world authentic. Then I can show up in the world being fully who I am and bringing my whole self to the table. And that's how I deal with it. I
0: don't think you know how to not be authentic. I think it just rolls right off of you. I mean, you, you light up every room that you go into. Um,
2: appreciate that, man. And uh, so what's next? What's, what's on the horizon? I mean, you know, really the, 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 the whole thing now is really um, building, billion strong. As I said, we're a, we're a new organization. We're, we're starting a movement, and this is a global movement to empower uh, people with disabilities through identity, um, through helping people to understand that we are one and we have one voice and building a pride movement behind that. And so that's really my, my work right now. That's really what I'm focused on. That's really what I'm pushing and pursuing and helping people in terms of people with disabilities to, you know, to start businesses, to get the skills that are necessary to find jobs and to and to be promoted in situations. So it really is about helping people to build full and meaningful lives. So that that that's my mission right now.
0: And could people follow that mission
2: mission on uh, social media? Absolutely. You can follow my social media at Lamondre underscore P. That's L-A-M-O-N-D-R-E underscore P on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you're on Facebook, you can also find me at Lamondre Pugh on Facebook. That's L-A-M-O-N-D-R-E P-O-U-G-H. And that's for Facebook. And also for LinkedIn, and if you connect with me on those social media platforms, I promise you, you'll see the journey, and we'll make it happen. I also have a YouTube channel, Lamondre Pew, also, so check us out and uh, check out what we got going on. And
0: we'll definitely share all those links. And I know I follow you, so uh, I I love what you got going on, and and I appreciate you being being a good friend and, and a friend of the show as well, and. Uh, you got to come back again sometime soon.
2: Anytime you ask you man, I'll be here. I, I certainly do appreciate you and Tara uh, for having me on the show and anytime. any
0: All right. Well, yeah, we can't wait to see you again soon. On, on behalf of LaMondre and Tara, my name is Matt Cavallo. This has been Situation Positive, and we look forward to bringing you another inspirational story soon.